Hey everyone, welcome back to Too Young to Know. Welcome back. Sorry we didn't see you last week. <laughs> yeah, last week we were having a little bit of a moment, but we're back today. We're going to jump straight in because I'm actually quite excited to talk about this. I wanted to talk today about self-confidence. Maya doesn't know much about what I want to talk about, but In I fact, feel like... you haven't told me anything except from just mentioning the word self-confidence until we started recording. Yeah, and I feel like that's probably the best way to kind of have this conversation. So since starting college, I feel like you have to kind of base who you want to be friends with on like first glance and who you think is like cool and is going to match your vibe. And Literally. most of the time that is people with confidence. Like you're not going to like people who aren't as confident are like maybe less approachable. So people with confidence are always you know more alluring yeah if you if you try to approach someone which maybe isn't so confident it doesn't vibe as well you kind of don't really get into the grit of the conversation that well exactly yeah it's like if people are confident and you know walk upright and are like yes i'm here it's alluring like they catch your eye you go yeah i want to be their friend because they seem cool and i feel like there's so many like aspects of having confidence like what when i say confidence to you what do you initially think of that like when you see someone who looks confident what is it about them that makes them that way so if i picture like the stereotypical confident person in my head this is what i see Mm -hmm. someone who is willing to just jump into conversation like 24 7 even if the room is silent like get some energy moving that's like the number one factor that i see in confidence so like extroversion not necessarily extroversion but being able to get conversations flowing yeah i think that's and also like not like i don't this sounds weird but like not giving a shit as Mm. in like the sort of people that can like walk down the hallways like looking swag as fuck and just not caring about what anyone thinks that to me screams confidence and that is what i think the stereotypical confident person seems like in my head yeah so like socially kind of confident and like you know not socially awkward and you know walking with their chest up and shit yeah just like yeah just swagging around you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly swagging around i was thinking about it and i feel like i've come up with three like subcategories to confidence that make people come across as cool and confident appearance right which you didn't mention which i found interesting like oh, oh. people's like fashion sense to be fair if someone's got good fashion sense or just dress themselves well that does like add to their credibility in my head yeah but on the other hand i've met some really cool people which i'm gonna be honest don't dress that well yeah so i think for me that's maybe less so and i think that Someone with good fashion sense in my head is more like hot or pretty than they are confident. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can see that kind of like separation that you've got. I feel like, you know, if you see someone with the same kind of vibe or aesthetic to you that's more visual, that makes them maybe more confident or cool in your eyes. And then I've got personality and ego, which is like kind of what you've said, I guess. Like okay, social I'm gonna be confidence. Honest. I'm I'm kind of, sorry, give me a sec. I feel like I'm unnecessarily drawn to people who have a bit of a big ego. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, big egos are like big personalities. And that is like a massive part of confidence. Like when I was like not so confident, I just decided that I, my, I was going to boost my ego. I was going to think I'm so cool and I can talk to anyone. Everyone wants to be my friend. That's like increasing your ego. And then by like doing that, you make yourself confident. So it has like a massive role to play in it. And then last one is like knowledge and ability, like academic kind of confidence. I don't really see that one, to be honest, because I vibe with people whether or not, like, for example, in a classroom setting, I can vibe with the people that do nothing and I can also vibe with the people that do everything. Yeah, I definitely think it's more like it's so personal to like everyone, like the fact that you know when i said to you what does it what traits does a confident person have and you said you know like they're able to talk to anyone and everyone they're able to fill silences they're able to kind of carry filling silence is a massive thing for me yeah no i understand that i have some classes that nobody like has the confidence to actually speak in except from me Mm. so i have to fill that void it's so difficult to do and it's so like uncomfortable as well. No, I don't think it's I well every everyone is different, but for example, <laughs> in in form, which is like our tutorial less like it's stupid and it's unnecessary, but I and about two other people are the only people that actually speak and I'm the only one that actually keeps conversation flowing. And it's fun yeah. and my form tutor loves me for it, otherwise the class would just be dead silent. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess to other people, you will seem confident because you're able to kind of carry those social situations. So I wanted to kind of now like narrow it down to like us kind of personally and, you know, our confidence in ourselves about those three things. So I was going to ask which one you feel most affects you, but I think you've kind of made that obvious with... Sorry. What do you mean? Like, which one of, like, out of appearance or ability or, like, personality and ego do you feel most, like, is most prominent to you? Like, which are you most confident in? Oh, most prominent to me or most prominent that I would be attracted to? Most prominent in yourself. I have quite a big ego, not going to lie. I know. Um... (laughs) fuck off Freya <laughs> it's true though it's true though and like no shame and I also but... I also feel feel a lot of silence that is also something I do yeah so I feel like you're definitely most like uh, being your friend as well like your most prominent like confidence trait and self-confidence in yourself is like I would say is personality and ego too mm-hmm. like that's definitely your most prevalent trait out of the three right yeah what would you say you're least like confident in list off the options again appearance or like academic knowledge i don't think my appearance is that bad i think i'm quite attractive to be honest so it's gonna have to be academic academic okay so you feel like not as confident in yourself academically than the rest no i'm 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 confident in myself academically but i wouldn't say that that's something that pulls people towards me in any way yeah i feel like yeah do you think you've had any troubles with your self-confidence before in your life 
yeah, like pre-2021, yes, a lot. But then post-2021, like, no, I've just been kind of flowing really well. Yeah. What do you think, like, changed? Okay, this is a really weird one because I've seen... And now I know that TikTok is not a credible source whatsoever. (laughs) But apparently there are a lot of people that in like mid-2021 just decided to stop giving a shit. Yeah. (laughs) And I found multiple people both in real life and that I just saw on the social media that that got to a point in life where they are literally just a switch flicked and they went from like being a bit insecure about themselves and maybe not being the most fullest of confidence to just no longer caring about what other people think and just being fulfilled from yourself and that's something that that is something that i experienced and i'm really thankful for happening you think it was just like a switch that flicked you were like actually fuck that like i'm a bad bitch yeah like i kind of i don't know what happened to be fair there was something that happened around 2021 that I just decided that there was no point being insecure. It's just an awful loop of making myself feel bad. So why why do that? Why even bother to think about it when I can just go about my day and realise that I'm not as bad as my brain initially wanted me to think? Yeah, I think that's weird that you say that because it's like I think it's so similar for me as well. Like around that time, it was almost like a switch just flicked. Like I decided I'm hot and I can talk to people. And how did you not how I'm did smart. you not think you were hot before that? You've literally always been hot. No, man. I just kind of thought like there's a lot of things I'm insecure about and I just, you know, as everyone else is, like everyone's insecure about something. And they that feeling can feel so big sometimes and it really just kind of clouds who you are as a person like that insecurity i would definitely Mm. say like i'm least confident in my appearance and then like close second is knowledge like that and then for real i'm like i i've always thought that you were super attractive that's so sweet and like people have said that to me like i i I get it, but at the same time, I think I think it is it is kind of a switch of like coming to that point in your life where you realize that other people's opinions don't matter for most things. So why even bother to think about them? I think also the school environment had a massive part to play on that as well because you know I feel like we also kind of got into the mindset of we're not staying at this place. So we're not staying. So why even bother to? make myself look good when instead I can present the bad and the good of myself and people will just have to put up with that and I'm not saying that in a bad way like oh you have to put up with my bad side but like that's life you do have to just put up with a hundred percent of someone yeah and I'm not sure how much like school affected you but you know I felt judged quite a lot even though I probably wasn't and no one was paying attention to me I just felt like all eyes were on me. And I think that's also to do with anxiety as well. But then like you kind of have to zoom out and start thinking, how much do I pay attention in that much detail to other people around me? Like I really don't. So, 
you know, like it's so pointless thinking that everyone is paying that close attention to you when they're not. You're the only person doing that. And in the long run, like how pointless that is, like nitpicking yourself in that way, especially when it comes to appearance. Like when it's personality and stuff, that's a bit different because you kind of have to come to terms with your personality, I feel like, in a way. What does that mean? I don't know. I think maybe people think the opposite. Like you have to come to terms with your appearance over, you know, your personality that could be changed. But I felt like I was constantly trying to change my appearance or, you know, like I was so uptight about how my makeup looked or how my shirt was tucked into my skirt or what shoes I wore or what coat I wore. Like all those little things were so like big in my head. And then my personality I felt like I just kind of accepted or maybe just neglected to the point that appearance kind of overruled that but my self-confidence came from my personality to then say actually I'm fit as fuck and I can just like look however I want and slay and I I feel like I, I definitely did notice that throughout the years I've known you you did seem to like adjust your personality at points if you understand what that means yeah well do you want to elaborate it's hard to because that was like 2020 that was two years ago adjust my personality to different people or just like just in general day-to-day person to person it changed a lot do you think but then eventually you settled on one in 2020 which was like (laughs) perfect yeah i think there was that massive break that we had in 2020 and that was when I was just like, whoa, I need to stop like trying to f- figure out who I want to be and like what I want my personality to be like and just be. Over there. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I felt like. You're like, eventually you get to that point where you just need to be. You need to just enjoy wherever your brain takes you as long as it's like safe and nice to other people. Exactly. Like you need to kind of be more in the moment and less hyper focused on how people perceive you but I guess with confidence that always kind of centered around how people perceive you but to actually gain confidence we've said before like you just need to not give a fuck like as soon as soon as you start not giving a fuck people will be drawn to you and like attracted to you in like platonic ways and romantic ways like just you are like a alluring and stuff yeah but I feel like ability knowledge like academic validation and stuff like confidence at school I feel like is important to touch on because we are at school and I feel like we can both offer different views so I don't know if you actually feel this a lot like the need for academic validation no I really don't think so no I feel like it's definitely like an acquired thing it's like it is talked about quite a lot but I think especially during exams, that was something that was really important. Like, you know, being smart and your confidence relying on whether you're getting good grades or not. And I think that's so like, it's such a difficult way to live because... I'm I, I'm going to be honest, I attend college 80% for the social factor. Yeah. So having bad grades, as long as I'm slipping by does not affect me yeah i have spoken to people though that this is like a massive part and it's so like interesting to hear about like you know 
not passing a test and like feeling like you just can't really do anything. And I think that's such an ingrained thing in our society today because we value education so highly. Kids kind of get to a point where they feel like their only form of self-worth is whether they're smart or not, which is like so sad. Like how fucking sad is that? That we've got to that point where kids feel like they're not, they have zero confidence in themselves because they haven't passed a test and they just like, or pressure that they're facing from their parents or teachers. Like, because it is our life. Like school is our life. That's what we're doing every single day. It's what uh, that's the thing. I think I think at some point I realized that school is such a small increment of our lives that it doesn't matter. It, as long as you're slipping by, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think it took a while before I finally started putting things into like it, Do you remember do you remember how fucking calm I was during the whole of exam season? Yeah. Like, like was I was just like weird. I was just like if if I am nervous, it's going to impact my ability. Mm. I do yeah. not care. To some degree, I do not care what happens. Because if I fail, then I retake and that's it. But if I pass, then I'll be happy. So there's no point worrying about it because no one cares like what the future holds at this point. You just gotta get through it. Yeah. I think you were also at a point where you were kind of so self-aware that you were like, if I start caring so much about this now and valuing it so highly, I will just spiral down into that path of valuing it too much and then like sacrificing your mental health and your self-worth on Definitely. getting good grades. And you just kind of made that separation quickly at the beginning of year 11, which is like our exam year in England. Whereas... I didn't really do that. So I kind of just went into this like hole of wanting academic validation and wanting to be the best in the class. And, you know, that pressure. Yes. Eventually, the teachers stopped caring. Like yeah. we just do, did whatever we wanted in class, to be honest. Yeah, because there is an element of it that is like, it's your responsibility. Like throughout the whole of secondary school, we were like, we had like a fire under our ass from the teachers. Oh, it's but so bad. When you get into year 11, they're like, actually this is your like it's like grades. a real taste of college because the thing that i've noticed a lot in college is that the teachers aren't up our asses at all at least none of mine are at yeah. this point it is our responsibility to do our work and do it well and if we don't seek help or we don't do it then it's our problem if we fail and that's it and i fully agree with that sentiment yeah, it's kind of that form of like independent learning. It's like if you can't be asked, then we're not going to pick up the slack for you. Like this is up to you now. And that kind of is it's definitely separates the people who care and the people who don't. But then for the people who care too much, it's like almost kind of I would say it's relaxed me a lot. Like because you don't have that constant nagging voice of the teachers going on about how important everything is you're able to kind of create that separation for yourself you're able to note that this is important and this isn't whereas the teachers at secondary school would tell you everything is important and everything is just as valuable as the next piece of homework so that pressure yeah. like, so it was so bad it was really yeah. bad for some people that pressure would work but for others i think definitely not weird hearing people saying that like science was more important than maths and english because it's just not like it's simply not yeah 
because you don't yeah. even need to pass science and yet they were just shoving everything down our throat constantly yeah and i think for like me and you we're able to kind of notice that they the tests results in themselves lacked value like by the end of it it was just a stepping stone to get to college whereas other people will just value those numbers as their whole self-worth which it's the same yeah. as like valuing your whole appearance as your self-worth or valuing your whole personality as your self-worth and not noticing any of the other things it's just mm -hmm. toxic to kind of not have that balance between all of them to be confident in yourself yeah i totally agree and i you mentioned about like the sentiment of seeing exams as a stepping stone to college and i think that is a perfect way to describe how i thought about it in my head yeah. of just like this is what i need to get and if i don't get it then i can just redo it and therefore i do not need to be stressed about this my yeah. self-worth is independent of school because i've realized of how fucked up of a system it is yeah and I think that creates like a level, that's like a level of self-awareness that we have, I feel. And also maybe elements of it is the way we've been brought up and our parents' understanding of mental health and encouraging us to understand that, you know, the test is just a stepping stone to college, whereas other people's parents either won't talk about it or will place like too high of a value on grades and see it as less of a stepping stone and more of a like whole value of their child's smartness but there's so many other ways you can be smart that are more valuable like you know being socially smart like you said or i don't know being passionate about something that's all mm. like i feel like equally if not more valuable than being academically smart like in the end of the day people are gonna hire you Social when skills they... are important. Yeah. Like... This, here's the thing. In a job interview, if you're struggling to speak and you're struggling to get your words out and you can't properly express yourself, you're not going to get hired compared to the candidate that does. Yeah. Whether your grades are better or not. Like I you mean, could have... your grades, it depends. Like, let me put it one way. It depends on the job. And it also depends well, on... Well, it kind of doesn't, though. I think the number one thing that an employer cares for is experience. If you're going into, let's just say, a culinary job, you will be most valued if you have experience serving food and making food rather than this person that got three A stars at A level. Experience yeah. is everything. Yeah. And I think if you're going even into corporate jobs, like whilst grades are valued, if you're not a team player or you're not, you know, if you a can't leader, work in their system, then you're not going to succeed. Yeah, so developing your social skills and things like that that aren't taught in school are just as valuable as academic stuff. Like, But the teachers won't say that to you. They won't be like, you know, you need to make sure you're good socially or you can work as a team or things like that. They'll value the grades mm -hmm. because that's also their job. Like teachers' job is to, like they keep their job through good grades. Like if a teacher is encouraging all these other things over you getting good grades and then your whole their whole class fails, they're not going to be very secure in their job. Like not necessarily lose it, but they're not going to be very secure, which is also another element that you have to kind of remember and put into effect when they're putting this pressure onto you. Yeah, but I great. think 
valuing academic validation is just something that some people have felt is ingrained into them and i just find that like really sad it's almost like for example i just one of the person that sits next to me in philosophy she really really deeply cares about like being able to understand the concepts and if she doesn't then it actually upsets her and for me i'm the stark opposite i don't need to understand it i just need to know what to do to pass yeah i kind of feel like i've got a cheat in the system to be honest yeah because then technically if you think about it a levels are a stepping stone onto what you want to do at uni or apprenticeship or a job yeah yeah so it, you just got to kind of think of it as each is a stepping stone to getting to the point in life where you want to be. You can't value the whole thing as a massive point of your self-worth. Otherwise, you will just like self-implode. Completely off topic, but what are you doing after college? I don't know yet, but I wasn't prepared for how much they talk about uni at college as well. Like Oh, so much. So much. They kind of bring it up all the time. And I was thinking, you know, I've got at least a year to kind of consider. Yeah, you literally, apparently, according to my form tutor, we're going to start doing uni stuff by the end of this year. Yeah, it's crazy. Are you like planning on looking at any unis? I, I want to do uni outside of the UK. So do I. But do you know how expensive that is? It's pretty expensive. Holy shit, what was that? Sorry, something just fa- fell into my window. Anyway, <laughs> it's quite expensive, but if you've got an EU passport, you can sometimes get a grant for it in some countries. And That's I'm pretty sure, aren't, aren't you entitled to it? Yeah. yeah what country I'm... can you get for? Yeah, Polish, right? Same Polish. as me. Yeah, yeah. So if you can just, so what I'm planning to do is after A-levels, I want to take a gap year because I need to sort out life admin. I need to get my passport sorted. I need to get my visa sorted. I need to get my like gender certificate sorted. And that's going to take a really fucking long time. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm taking a gap year. And then once that's done, I'm going to look into applying for universities, probably in the EU, if I get my EU passport all sorted out. Wow. Where do you want to go? So a lot of the Nordic countries have free free university for EU students. So that's Denmark, Sweden, Norway and Finland. Where would you go out of those though? Out of those, I'm probably most interested in Norway and Denmark. Okay. I love Norway so much, but it's just so, I don't want to say isolated, but it's just there's not a lot of people. It's like the the whole population of, of, of Norway is less than the population of London. Yeah, there's not a lot going on in Norway. Like, whereas Denmark is literally <laughs> right attached to Germany and Amst- and sorry, the Netherlands, so yeah. you can like go take a train like into the mainland of Europe. Like, it's really good. It's yeah. more connected. Definitely. Like, my ideal situation would go would be to go and do art in New York. But oh, that's oh, American university though is insanely expensive. Yeah, and also so, like, I the thing is. Sorry, go ahead. I would just be like so homesick and I can't fly home for Christmas. You really like New like York that. though. I know I do, but I don't know if I like it enough In to just... New York. <laughs> to just jump over there for like my Okay, uni. a few things to say to you. A. Go on, yep. US University. What the fuck, insanely expensive. If you're, if you're a listener and you don't really get the scale of this, let me put it to you. In the UK... University has a cap of eight grand 
for your whole tuition, not per year, eight grand max, like that's the max. In America, universities can choose whatever they want. And most of them choose insane prices, like between 40 and $80,000 per year, not for the child tuition per year. And oh it is God. insane. Yeah, so and there's way less like financial support over there as well. Like there's from... no financial support because in yeah. the UK you can get a loan from the government, and the government will you only have to pay them back once you get a job. So if you don't manage to get on your feet quite as quickly, you don't have to pay back your government loan. Whereas in America, it's all private debt companies. Like it's it, there's no government system. It's literally all like commercial companies trying to sell you debt, and it's awful. Yeah, it's really yeah expensive and also the healthcare there is not free yeah but insurance is not that bad depending on your situation yeah and i would have to be like living on my own in that country and i'd I'd like that though because new york is like i haven't been but my brother and his girlfriend live there and it is oh it is pretty cool yeah yeah no i've always wanted to study out there and i think it'd be sick but it's also just kind of unrealistic they sent me photos of like really cool uh, like you would love it i think it's like oh. really ideal for you yeah no it's but definitely if you, what i want to do but. would you never consider europe i mean yeah yeah i would but i can't speak any other languages you realize universities are a lot of the time taught in english i know but i would also just like to function in another country i'd kind of need to be somewhat fluent in their language i feel like but i hadn't really considered it but the netherlands maybe. the netherlands is a top choice because their english like their english is basically second language in netherlands pretty much everyone knows it like 99 percent of people yeah i was considering bath university it's so pretty there but they're not really doing anything arty, so if I went there, I would have to do politics, which I'm not complaining about, but I'm not sure, 100% sure if that's what I want to... Why not just London? London is like the New York of Europe. Yeah, it would probably be London. But again, it's expensive. Like, But it's it's but at least it's a government loan with low interest that you only have to pay back once you're employed. Yeah, yeah. Any university is going to be expensive, and it's just like living in a city would be expensive. But I feel like it's just... It's definitely... I want to move somewhere bigger. I don't want to stay like somewhere little. I feel like university is a good stepping stone to like your like adult life. And also it's just a train ride away, isn't it? London. London is us. a train ride from us, yeah. Anyway, we kind of diverged. We straight off, but I think that was quite interesting to talk about either way. Definitely. I do have like a final thing to kind of say. What so what would your advice be for someone who is, doesn't have much confidence? Find, would... <laughs> find what you are good at or what you enjoy about yourself and turn it to 100%. Oh, I love that. I love that advice, Maya. That's sick. I really, I think it's quite moving because some people who may not have as much confidence there are bits in their personality which they really like about themselves, which amongst other things which they may not like. But if you take the bits that you do like about yourself and make that your 100%, you can fully enjoy living and enjoy expressing yourself with other people. Yeah, and you will find people that 
match you. Like no one will be fake if you are 100% yourself because, you know, they'll be drawn to the raw and like real you. So there's no, it's like transparent. I would have said pay attention to people around you and like, you know. Oh yeah, social cues, super important. Yeah, like take traits, obviously not just entirely copying and pasting someone, but notice the people that you find are confident in your life and try and pick up on what they do that you actually find attractive about them and that makes them so like magnetic and alluring and apply that to yourself. Like, you know, I see people walk and they don't have their feet there. They don't have their eyes on their feet. They have their eyes up and forward. That's how I walk now. Like I basically strut through corridors because that's, you know, what confident people who I've seen do. So I apply that to myself. Same with like social cues, like you said. And, you know, if we're going into more materialistic things like appearance, noticing people's style and like taking things you like and applying it to what you like and, you know, just messing about with like with it and you will find that like you gain confidence and you just become the best version of yourself. Yeah. And I think that's perfect. So from two confident people, we say be yourself. Be your be, 100%. <laughs> be confident in social situations. And, and just buy look. my new book, 100%. We have collaborated on a new book, Self-Confidence. Buy it now on Amazon and Slack. other bookstores. Slack. And what do they say in the adverts? And all good bookstores. <laughs> and all of your good bookstores, because we don't sell them in the bad ones. Yeah, except Amazon is very, very, very bad, but we still sell on there. <laughs> Okay, I'm joking. We're not having a book coming out, but I'd actually really like to do that. I feel like writing is not like, I'm not good at writing, but I feel like that would be really fun to write and publish a book. I know before I die, I'm going to have written some form of book, whether it's published oh, or not. 100% me too, yeah. <laughs> I will have a book that has been written by me. I don't know what it's about, but it exists in my future. <laughs> yeah. Thank so, you for listening. And we promise, we promise we'll try to get back on schedule. We're yeah. very sorry. Um, busy lives, man. Busy lives. We're, we're so busy, yeah. But we hope to see um, you next time. We hope to see, see you next time. time. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Love you. See ya.